Hello, Ben here. A quick pre-podcast introduction so that you don't spend too much time yelling at us during this episode. We did switch the order accidentally of uh, Ethiopia and Brendan's death song. Um, so I'll just let you know so that you don't... Well, we, we are complete idiots, but just so you know that we do realise and we do, we do acknowledge it. Um, so let's move on to the rest of the episode. And as long as I don't completely bugger up the uh, introduction, it will all be fine. Hello and welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hook. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Uh, Are we starting again? Wait, just, just do it again. Hello and welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined, as always, by... Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.ze samtownsendmusic.ze That's right. You've got the better of me there. Ah. Zealand? No. Zinzibar? I was, t- I was targeting a... A new continent. What, fake continents? No, a real continent. A real continent? Continent. <laughs> I can't talk today. Africa. Uh, is that what the, the main name is for Africa? No. Zimbabwe. Fine. Right, okay. They contacted me. Did they? Said, would so I be interested can in... Can you plug them? ...implying my trade in, uh, in Zimbabwe? I said, why not? Great stuff. Mm. Great stuff, great life. That's where I've been over Christmas. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I've seen quite a lot of you if you've given it you in Zimbabwe. That's the first time I've seen you. Um, I saw you yesterday briefly. Yes, exactly. Because what because got delivered? We had delivered our first official universally speaking merch. Yeah, the universally speaking two young brothers on a hovercraft t-shirts. Yes, which we're absolutely delighted with. Love them. Love them. We've got them on currently, haven't we? We have. We're both wearing our t-shirts <laughs> yes. like a couple of geeks. Sat here in matching t-shirts. <laughs> Absolutely loving it. And it's been a busy time. Very busy. It went, obviously, we had the busy, busy time where it went through the roof with um, Josh Everything that happened. leaving and John rejoining. Yes. But what that did was it's been really nice to hear from people who picked up on the podcast, either people who were already listeners mm. or people who picked up on the podcast because they were looking for someone talking about the chilies. We've had and, a massive response. And came across us. We've had some lovely emails. Just mention a, a few people have got in touch. Please do. We've had Nigel Kelly has been in touch, who Good had Nigel. some fantastic kind of tales to tell about the fact he was actually at live at Sloane Castle. Yeah, that was great. And was telling us about that, which is, which is amazing. Oh, which reminds me... Is this uh, going to be a batch of oranges? <laughs> no, no, no. I just wanted to say uh, that I was at ACP. Which I probably I don't think I've mentioned before, so I thought I'd throw Get that, in. that in. You yeah. were ATP. Not that it's a contest. No, it's not. And if it was a contest, I think Slain would. I think Nigel's won. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> so Nigel, thank you for getting in touch. Thanks, Nigel. We had really nice email or emails uh, from Simon Halson in Adelaide, yes, Australia, um, and he was telling us amongst other things about the times that he's met the band. Yeah, met for. Uh, Spoken to Frusciante, mm-hmm. great picture he sent over of him with Frusciante. Yes, um, 
just with his hands hovering above John's shoulders. Yeah. John's hand hovering above his because yeah, he wasn't sure whether to touch him on it. I don't want to touch him. I can understand that. <laughs> don't touch the maestro. Um, but yeah, super. So that was really long, nice to get in yeah. touch. And I think as uh, Simon is, an, is on, in Australia, we've got an ambassadorship position open for an it, Australian ambassador. It is currently available. So um, Simon, if you want to pick up that, then let us know. Yeah, and he can start doing... The, that, that, the, the good work of the podcast down under. Exactly. Um, don't know where Nigel came from, so can't England. offer him a position at the moment. I'm saying England. Oh, yeah. Um, otherwise, there is an England ambassadorship open. I think what we should do while we're handing out these ambassadorships is um, is offer the, the US ambassadorship to oh, Alec, Alex Fredette, who was the first person to contact us. At the moment, he's got the official number one fan. Yes. However... Well, the reason he hasn't been offered the ambassadorship is that he got in touch with us so far... So far ahead of everyone. Yeah, before we were in a position to hand out ambassadors. Before we were doing this ridiculous nonsense about ambassadorships. So, Alex, if you're listening... Don't undermine the value of an ambassadorship. I I would not. So, Alex, if you're listening, shoot us an email and, uh, yeah, you'll be official. We should get little pin badges made. Well, we will. Send them all around the world. Yeah, we can do that and we can do ambassador T-shirts... Notepads. Oh, lovely. Little, right. You know those little signs you put on your desk? Yeah, ambassador. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay, super. All kind of, uh, you know, official merchandise. Because the other person who got in touch... Yes. Uh, ...was Dan, Dan Boyd. Boyd, who is already the Scottish ambassador. Yes. Oh, um, he's been working tirelessly. Tirelessly. Because weeks. he has fantastic offer from Dan to um, animate us a 3D version of the University Speaking logo. And that floored us. That floored us. Floored us. Because we were at... Uh, so, our, my sister, well, our sister... Our entire family. Well, specifically our sister... Specifically. ...already thinks this is completely ridiculous. She does. <laughs> she does. This whole, this whole enterprise is completely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, she does. In fact, she said, if I want to listen to you to talk shit, mm. I, don't have to go, I don't have to go online to do that. That's very true. She did say that. Um, so we were having a Christmas family get-together when uh, Dan's email came through. Yes. And uh, that was great, wasn't it? To, it was to, And read wonderful. it out. It was, it was great we stuff. Read it out. The whole family couldn't really believe impressed. it. We couldn't believe it. Vindicated us. Yes. So thank you, Dan Boyd. Thank you, Dan, for vindicating us. Um, now, what are we going to talk about today? We are going to get our teeth into I'm With You. Hmm. We are. Because of... This was kind of prompted by the fact that that Josh has left. We wanted to take a bit of time to look back at, at one of his projects that he did with the band. Yes. Um, it seems only right. Well, what we're not going to do is speculate on what happened with um, Josh's departure and John rejoining. We're going we're gonna to let that play out and, um, and see what emerges. Because Well, we still don't know any more, really, um, than we did almost two, you know, two weeks ago. No, I think Josh has done an interview. Two weeks ago today, in fact. It was, wasn't it, yeah? Just so happens with our recording schedule that this is the first time we've recorded a full a, episode. A full episode since. We did the emergency podcast, of course. We did on the Monday. Emergency podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we did do that. Um, yeah, so we're not going to speculate on what happened. We're going we're gonna to see what happened and we'll talk about it afterwards. No, yes. Which one? Yes. Right. Um, but we're going to have a look back at I'm With You. Now, this was Josh's first album. Um, it was the end of the Stadium Arcadian tour. Just going to whip through a little bit of history about the album. Please but, do. you know, this is all on Wikipedia, so we don't need to go into too much detail. No. Back in the studio with Josh, but no John. Um, Josh was still officially, at that point, a touring guitarist still. Um, 
then that announcement came in December 2009 um, that John was pursuing other musical interests and, and leaving the band. Um, for, the, for the final time. For the final time, and he wouldn't be back. No, ever. Specifically, he did say that. Yeah. On his MySpace page, of all places. Mm. Get with the bloody times, John. Come what on, year John. do you think it is? Um, now, musical interests go in different directions. So, you've got Josh in. Now, yeah. that's... A, that's a, he's a really good replacement because he already looked a bit like John. He, yeah, his playing style physically was quite Johnish. Quite anyway, his movements was yeah. quite Johnish. Yes, we're, we're going to talk about his playing style. And, well, that's why I said physically. And oh, right, okay, we'll talk about his playing style no, non-physically in, in a moment, in, in a bit. But physically, yeah, he's he, he was a bit of a spin. He was reasonably Johnish. I mean, yeah. we were all obviously in shock having lost lost John, and Josh coming in was a good fit it not only it, for the band but I think for the fans it was a good fit um, now they're recording until about March 2011 60 to 70 songs that's um, a lot of songs yeah uh, well, I've written recorded until March 2011 and the next line I've put 60 to 70 songs written by October 2009 60 to 70 songs oh no, no 60 to 70 songs written between October 2009 and August 2010 right so it's around that time but what I don't understand don't try is- to pin me down on the actual year if they wrote know. 60 to 70 songs why did they put dance why dance, did dance, dance on dance, there dance, dance, <laughs> very good question yeah <laughs> very good um, album is released in August 2011, number one in 18 countries. Yes, including the UK. Number two in the US and Canada. Generally well received, but commercially not so well received. In fact, it has, as of I think it was 2016, so I can't speak for now, it, it was their lowest selling album since Uplift Mofo Party Plan. Since Oomph. Hmm, since Oomph. Crikey. Um, four singles, Maggie, Monarchy, Look, and Brendan's. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, now, did I let you know it was released in Brazil as a kind of unofficial single oh, yes. after a fan, a fan vote? Um, and apparently the first jamming session that they did was, was the day that they learnt about uh, Brendan Munn's passing. And it yielded. And it yielded a fantastic song. Yes. I mean, what I, what I can say about this album is it's really, really good. I, I've always liked it. Yeah. And uh, as have I. I, at the time, or shortly after the album came out, I went into training for a half marathon and uh, listened to music while I was doing that and so extensively listened to this album from start to finish hundreds of times and it's fantastic. It is a really good album. And it's a changed sound, obviously, because John's got to, Josh has got to find that pocket where he lives. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And the, the band... Presumably <laughs> now he can afford a house. Well, now you can just have a bigger pocket. Oh, yeah. That's good jo- Josh's big pocket. Yeah. What's in Josh's big pocket? <laughs> two Victorian dogs. And so the band was saying, essentially, it's, it's the same name, but it's a different band. It's a different sound. Yeah, well, and we will go on to discuss how the sound had, had changed. Yes, yeah, we But are. at this stage, we can say it's a good album. Josh was welcome with open arms. And uh, we'll listen to the first song, shall we? Shall we listen to Monarchy of Roses? Let's do it.
Monarchy of Roses. Now, of the four singles, of the four songs that were chosen as singles yes. from this album, that's your lead single. That's the first mm. single you put out. Not, not. Um, well, we'll talk about Maggie later. Suffice to say, I don't think much of Raindance Maggie. No. That is a powerful... But, but, but Maggie was the lead single, wasn't it? Yes, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't like it. No, well, I, at the time, I didn't mind it. But over, over the years, over, you know, over the course of time, mm. I've come to like it less. But that's your lead single. That is, should be wonderful. Monarchy of Roses. Yeah. It's that building of tension, the slow beginning bit, the kind of... It's very well, very well composed. Reminds me of Warped, that kind of dark beginning, discordant sounds. You don't mm. know quite where it's going. And then it breaks into a great chorus, a fantastic bass from Flea. Yeah. Um, kind of galloping bass from Flea. Yeah. Well, that, that beginning, I was listening to it the other night, and I just sort of took that beginning, that sort of messy beginning, was the times in the band where they'd lost a guitarist, they didn't know what was going to happen. Sounds like the new guitarist can't play the guitar at this point. Yeah, no, well, then they, then they get it all sorted with Josh, and then that moment uh, when, when they all come together yeah. is the moment when they say, right, we're back together again, let's get going, and this is what we've got. This is how good it's going to be. Is it, are you talking about that moment where Chad does that single snare hit and it goes into the chorus? Oh, no, no, just at the very start of the song. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Well, I love a single snare hit yeah. that, leading into choruses. I mean, I was probably reading a bit deep into the start. There. I don't know, but the the uh, the change between the vocal sound of the the verses and the chorus is yeah, brilliant. It is great. It goes with that distorted sound into that super clean. Yeah, oh, swan sounds great. I mean, it, it's clean. It's just clean, mm. but it sounds super clean when placed against that that really sort of affected vocal in the in the in the verse. You're absolutely right to pick me up on that. It's just clean. It's just clean. <laughs> it's not super clean. Yeah. I take that back. I retract that statement. Yeah. It was just it, clean. It's just clean. So then you get into the second chorus. Yeah. You've got the first time you're hearing the, the backing vocals. Yes. Josh's backing vocals. And they are great. Oh, they're, they're quite angelic. low in the mix on the first, on the first chorus. They are. They're, yeah, they're Which low. Sy- symptomatic of Josh's early period with the, with the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah indeed. Um, but... What he sort of brings in is something fresh and new, whilst being close enough to recognisable back, Chili's backing vocals. Yeah, you're exactly that right. It's not a massive shock to the system, really. What he's bringing in is uh, recognisable Chili's backing vocals. <laughs> yes, but he also has he does harmonies differently to, to how does. John does. Yeah, he does. And this this out well, his whole his whole time with the Chili's on this song you can hear on the bit where they're saying Monarchy of Roses in the mm. chorus. Listen to what Josh is singing against Anthony. Mm. Anthony, mm. this one, mm. uh, <laughs> and it's it's a lovely harmony. It's almost kind of discordant harmony, yeah. and Josh does that a lot. Yeah, but it, it's great. Yeah, it's completely different, but it's it's absolutely wonderful. And I love this song in particular, the way he delivers those lovely highs. He just brings them in strong, but then then they fade out. Yeah, well, all, on, the, on the third chorus, he comes in and does woes. Yes, as well, yeah, kind yeah. of like ethereal woes. I feel a bit sorry for him in the solo section, or solo as much as it is, in that he does his sort of first half of it, and then the swan starts going, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, and drowns him out of it. Yeah, the swan starts doing Morse code. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but what was he spelling out? Please come back, John. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a decade. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Give it a decade. This will last about a decade. Months. No, great song, and... Um, a, a fantastic opener. A super and a brilliant outro. ending. Of yeah, that, it's yeah, a brilliant yeah. outro where you get that big Chad's big snare roll into it. Well, this is this is when I said it's brilliantly composed. 
you've got the start. Everything about that is great. The, the middle section is brilliant. Mm. But then to also tack on an outro that is this good and builds this well against what's already been yeah. is wonderful. There's, it happens a couple of times. It, and it happens in songs like Knock Me Down, where you have an outro which is completely different to the rest of the song. Yeah. But, it, but you actually spend the song looking forward. The song's great, but you know there's yeah. something really great at the end. Yeah, Apache Rose springs to mind for that. Yeah. It's got a yes, guitar right. really heavy yeah, outro. Big heavy it? outro, yeah. Um, yeah, all good. Uh, uh, yeah, super, super stuff. I've got follow-up to RDM. What does that mean? Oof. Now you're, now you're asking. F- uh, follow-up to Rain Dance Maggie. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we've touched on that. Disco bass. I can take or leave that middle bit, that kind of breakdown part. What, the...? The, the, the Morse code section. Uh, well, no, I like, I, like, I like it. I just wish... Have, just, just then, listening to it then... I thought, oh, it's the first time we hear sort of Josh doing a, a solo-y type bit because yeah. it's more—it's more of a more than a breakdown. It yeah, has, it, it, is, it, it is where there would have been a solo if John was in the band. Shall we? So, all in all, first impressions of that album. If you if you if you're worried about what's happened after John's departure, you stick that onto your CD player. Oh, and we should say as well, if you want to go and watch them perform this in their prime, we touched on it the other day. Listen to the the simulcast that they did after they released it and played it through in Germany I think it was yeah Cologne, Cologne. watch that yeah this, oh yeah. the swan the I swan mean. sounds super clean on that he's amazing yes he does <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible how good the whole band but in particular the swan yeah and actually Josh, Josh isn't as low in the mix as I had remembered no, no. no. Did, we say we oh, went to, did we say we went to cinema to watch this? Have we talked about this before? I think we did, didn't we? we I don't know, it's very oh, difficult. Oh, to no, we, we were tweeting someone the other day about it. But no, we haven't mentioned it. Yeah, think. so when this, when this album came out, they did a... I'm sure there'll be other people who are listening who who's went to see went it to well. the, Went to see the cinema. Yeah. Went to see the cinema. Went to see, went to see it at the cinema. It was, it was really good. We know they weren't in Eastleigh because we were the only people there. Oh, we have talked about this because I'm sure we said... Even they didn't do even you, Brutus. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. maybe I think so. we have talked about this. Okay, so we'll move on. Yes, great song, um, Factory of Faith. Coming out of Factory of Faith. Factory of Faith. Full volume, as per usual. Such as I want. What a great song. A great song. What a fantastic, tight, tightly written, tightly structured, tightly played, tight example of a really tight song. Yes. <laughs> that is so good. I love that song. I love, so do I. I particularly loved, I'd have had that as a lead single. I, I cannot understand why that, that wasn't released as a single. I love it's got one of my favourite Chili's choruses as it cuts into the you know, Be My Wife. Yeah, yeah. It, the, I, I don't know, maybe it's because it's a little possibly to people who aren't used to it. Maybe it's a, I don't know what I'm saying here, but maybe it's a bit too stereotypically Chili ish. I don't think so. I think it's very. Yeah, I don't un- think that either. It's very un- <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't know what you're saying, do yeah. you? It's very unstipid. Unst- I can't say it. Un- no. It's not but whatever the opposite of what Sam just said. There you go. Got a lovely big bass slide in, yeah, to come in with, and it's got that. It's got a lot of double time percussion in it. Yeah. 
No, but that's not Chad playing that stuff. What we will do is talk about the additional musicians that were involved in the album, but we'll do it next. We're going to do part one we'll today. We'll do it once we've learned what they're called. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was going to say okay. was we'll do it next episode. Mm-hmm. Once we've learned about them. Good thinking. Yeah, I thought so. Back to the song. Well, I think we've, we've started off... Well, just before the swan starts to sing, mm. you just get a very little, maybe, I think it's just for a two count, just a little... Bit tick, 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 Is that then, before he goes... Mm. It might be after he goes... Mm. It just makes that little noise, doesn't it? But before he starts singing about yeah. cracking a whip. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, if that's when he says cracking I'm a whip. I'm not sure it is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, verse, uh, verse two, we're talking about song structure a bit here. Yeah. Josh is coming in on verse two. I've, and a lot of this album is mixed left and right quite hard. Yeah. So Josh is coming in over in one ear. For, and then on the second, factually, you know, as, as someone's saying, factually I. Yes. You've got another guitar coming in over another ear, which is essentially following what the the, the melody line and the bass is playing. Mm. Um, but it's very slightly different. So you've got three things basically doing the same thing. So just lift building the song up. Yeah. You just did a Freddie Mercury grab. I did. I was trying to <laughs> grab a mosquito. Uh, what I was trying to say earlier was to to the to the to the an, an initial listener it's this is a, a you know a baseline funky baseline mm-hmm. the swan delivering what are reasonably clunky verse lyrics. Yeah. Um and therefore, maybe that sort of played into their decision not to use it as a as a single. But when you listen to this with a good set of headphones, mm. or at full volume, mm. what you actually get is there's so many more layers to this song. There is, there is. And Josh's guitar on some of the verses is or choruses or whenever it was is brilliant. It yeah. just comes in really, really low in the mix, but really, I mean, it's just wonderful. Well, as you're going into the second, like pre-chorus where he's saying factually yeah you get a kind of really spooky ethereal kind yes. of descending guitar yes. line coming in building on all the other stuff which is still there yeah just lifting the song yeah. up oh, and it's, to, it's, an, to another level yeah. it's, uh, and then it breaks into a great great chorus and I, and I get that with people sometimes you know you say I'm a huge fan of the Chilies and they just sort of downplay them a little bit as being sort of knuckleheads you know and but when you when you listen to their music and break it down, as we do, as a lot of people who probably listen listening to this do, mm. there's there's just so much more to it. Who are these people that are calling the Chili's knuckleheads? <sighs> the press. Oh, not the press. The press, as always. Those knuckleheads. <laughs> yeah. But there, and this is a good example. Yeah, of a song which does that. It's layered. There's a lot going on. Chad plays that very strange sounding cymbal, which is perfect. Oh, that's great. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So what I'm saying is don't just write the chilies off as a bunch of knuckleheads from LA. There's so much more than that. I won't. A bunch of knuckleheads from La La Land. Yeah, exactly. No, I won't do that. No. Um, Good. Now we get that bridge bit with flu. Flu? Flu. <laughs> it's that time of year. <laughs> it is. Flea. I'm a flea jab. Flu. A flea is doing the ooze. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you watch your live at Clone Video, as we did, you'll see Josh... Making a very half-hearted attempt to do yes. to, to make those noises. Yes. Well, Flea's giving it everything. Yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. Well, I don't. I'm not sure. Maybe just just wasn't comfortable at that stage. He he certainly uh, became more confident. He did. Yeah. Absolutely. Over time, he became a real superstar. And as we've said before, he became the Swans' savior on many occasions. 
And I was just thinking about this while whilst we were listening to that. You know, if John stays in the band here, we don't get any of this. No. So although it was it was upsetting when John left, it wasn't completely unexpected, and he was replaced by Josh, who gave us two a, a good a good solid decade and two great albums. Hmm. Well, so, I, can't, I, can, I can't speak to the getaway, but I certainly really really and, and like this album. If John hadn't left and we'd had Josh for a decade, we wouldn't have had any of this, which we love. And we wouldn't have had the euphoric euphoria of John coming back. I saw someone had made that into a T-shirt. Did you see the announcement? Yes. Very nice. I did. Um, and now, the ending of this song is something that I don't normally like, but I really do like here, where a song just goes on and on. So think of My Lovely Man. Mm. Okay, where it's just going round and round and round. And it gets... Whereas here, what happens is it's going round and round the same structure. Yeah. But, it's, but things it's, are being added exactly. and it's building and it's getting more intense. Yeah. It's a really good ending. Well, I think so far it is. And so far we've had two songs that have been really, really well put together. Yeah. And built to a crescendo, which leaves the listener ultimately satisfied. Well, well put. <laughs> now, these two listeners who are both ultimately, ultimately satisfied will now listen to Ethiopian. Oh, good. three songs into this album we've just listened to Ethiopia and I have to say up to this point it's been absolutely flawless yeah it has that is a phenomenal song it's brilliant it starts with bass it does start with bass I like that kind of live uh, kind of live intro live, yeah. live. and uh, well, I like it's nice to hear Flea's little voice oh Flu <laughs> <laughs> it is now I don't know about you but over the years you'll I've sat there and tried to drum along to this song yeah it's very different and it's almost impossible the reason it's so difficult is because it's in a bit of an odd time signature. It's in a very odd time signature. Do you know what that time signature is? Very odd. Yes. So this is, this is the first TSTP. That's super. Time hit, signature. Hit, hit me with it. I shall. It's in seven... Well, the verses are in seven-eight time. Right. So you've got seven beats to the bar. Yeah. The chorus reverts to kind of standard flat 4-4 four, four time which is kind of a very yeah. common musical title signature. So that's where you've got the bass. Well, I, w- I would imagine, and I'm sure there's evidence to support this, it's very difficult to sing live. Well, yes. I would imagine <laughs> it's difficult to know exactly when to come back in. Yeah. But, I mean, the swan barely knows when to come back in. On the, <laughs> no. On the why the hell did they write a song in a, in a <laughs> very old time? Seven, eight time. Well, it, the thing to do when you are playing the drums to this, or you want to count along to it, if you find yourself wanting to count along to it... <laughs> yeah. It is... Learn how to count to eight. Well, you don't have to count to eight. Good. You yeah, just get seven. So you're going either... Um, the bass is going... Uh, 
So the counting is one two one two one two three one two one two one two three one two one two. So it sounds to me like you only need to be able to count to three. That's true because you don't normally when you're counting time signatures you don't count. Hmm. You don't go one, two, three, you four, five, six, number. seven. You no. just do it. You kind of accent the bits in the song that work. So one, two, one, two, one, two, three adds up to seven. Yeah. So that's the that's the seven eight bar. Good. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> if um if anybody wants more information on this, feel free to email in. I'll do a separate episode. Yeah. Um, on your own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got Josh switching in between the sides again. Yeah. Kind of building that that sonic that soundscape. I love. I love. Obviously, it starts with bass, and the bass comes in, and I love that. Just Josh is just coming in with little little stabs. Little stabs, yeah, that's right. Well, and it's great. And so far, you know, we've established that J- Josh is a, a, a more sparse guitarist, mm. but everything he's done, as you say, has been great so far. Bang on. Does a little guitar solo after chorus one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, not, not a lot to it, but it's a great chorus as well. And it, it, this yeah. song is, is oh, so good because the choruses get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. So the, on, on verse three, at the end of um, the beginning of chorus three, the swan is coming out, and on the word day, yeah, is going on big. Oh, and I and love it, I love that. Where, there's there's nothing better for me than the swan delivering a prolonged note right in his perfect yeah. range. It's, his, it's just wonderful in his pocket. Hmm. In, in Josh's pocket. <laughs> Josh's big pocket. Josh's big pocket. What's in Josh's big pocket? It's the swan delivering something in perfect pitch. <laughs> yeah. in, in this, on, this, on this occasion, it is. Um, oh, yeah. I should. Can I just uh, butt in here? Oh, have we got should sponsorship? Thank the uh, good folk at, at uh, Four Pure Brewing Company. Really? Four who, uh, Pure? Got in touch with a local supermarket and provided me with. Uh, Eight cans of Hemisphere Session IPA for tonight's episode. I did see you go over to the supermarket to pick them up. I didn't realise they were free. Oh, absolutely. It's part of the deal. (laughs) Thank you very much. And I'll thank Carling, as usual. Mm. Um, Oh, crikey, that one was fizzy. Really? They've all been fizzy so far. I must have shaken I like that. What I do like about this is that repeating riff, that kind of guitar solo. It's tried and and tested triplets. Tried and tested triplets. Yeah. With, um, what in the solo? Yeah, it's yeah. just three notes. Well, it's the first time really we've heard Josh play something which is yeah, more comparable to a John solo. Yeah, unleash something a bit more. And it's interesting because that's being played in the over the bars at seven eight, and he's just playing a three note line, mm. and so it doesn't lock in. Um, it, no, it's not always starting on the on the same note at the start of the bars. He's it's, yeah. it's all overlapping each yeah, other. It's yeah, very, yeah. It's, I imagine it's quite difficult to play. That and keep keep yourself in the rhythm you need to be in while all of the rest of it's going around you in, in seven eight. But the beauty about it is that they all you know when you meld it all together, it sounds exactly perfect. because you've got those stabby notes as well. Yeah, which are against the time signature as well. Yeah, yeah. But it all comes together. It's, yeah. it's really clever. It's a very clever song. It is. I like Chad's big roll at three oh three. Is it what the snare roll? Uh, no. It's, oh no, it's the huge the roll he yeah. does. Yeah, he at three oh three. Yeah. Oh, I think he probably has to get some new drums for that. Probably right. There's a lot of drums within that role. Yeah, there are. It goes on for ages. Double kitted. Double kitter. Yeah. Uh, so, kind of, really, that's all I've got to say about that song. But Yeah, it, once again, it starts, you know, it, it builds beautifully. It drops away at the right times. And actually, it drops away at the end. It's a funny ending, really, isn't it? You get those, that, that chord at the end, which is yeah, seemingly and- completely unrelated. Oh, maybe it's, I haven't listened back to it. Maybe it's the chord that's played before, just before the guitar solo. You get those strummed chords. Yeah. 
And there's some more prominent percussion in there as well. Yeah. Some, some, uh, played by somebody. Played by, who played by a man about. who visually we know exactly what he looks like. Yes, we do. <laughs> and we know that sometimes when he's playing the bongos live, he faced backwards. They won't let him look out. No, they no. won't. If he's playing the bongos, he can't look out. But what I like about that ending, compared to the other big endings we've seen so far, is it's just something a bit different. Yeah, it, and it, I don't mind that. It peters out, but yeah. I don't mind the petering out because it doesn't last very long. No, it doesn't last very long. And actually, when you, when you really listen to it, it all happens sort of... Um, in, you know, the individual instruments drop out on their own until you're eventually left with absolutely nothing. Yeah. And it's... I mean, and Chad just does a little... Tink. Just a tiny little tink at the end, yeah. Brilliant. Very nice. Great song. So far, as you say, a, a really good album. All right, let's move on. Okay. Because a long time ago I knew not to deprive Now I feel that at this stage we should probably address the elephant in the room. Please. Um, probably, a, I think actually a cardinal rule of podcasting in the format that we do yes. is making sure that you talk about the songs in the correct order. It really is. I would say that if you don't do that, you're morons and you shouldn't be in this game. No, I think you're right. <laughs> Sorry, we've just realised, despite the fact that when Factory of Faith finished, we both started going into started singing, started singing Brendan's, Brendan's death, death song. song. We then talked about... Ethiopia. Ethiopia. As uh, if it was the third song on the album. We did, we did. So it stopped shouting at the, the, yeah, the, yes. uh, the wireless radio. Yeah. Stop, uh, stop writing in about that, writing yeah. about nice things. Yes, exactly. Uh, we know we've done wrong and yes. we apologise. What a cock-up. But then we got to listen to Brenda's death song. Uh, another great song. So at this stage, yeah. depending on how you're, how how you're qualifying the running order, we're either three for three or four for four. Well, we're going to have to talk about this as song four. Well, we'll talk about it as song three now, Okay. whilst acknowledging it was the fourth song we listened to. We made a mistake. We, we promised to learn our lesson. But uh, what a song. Song three. Yeah, I mean, this is an absolute masterclass in, in building a song. We're saying it again about how, how well-structured and well-built these songs are. I'd never, it never really occurred to me until, until we started talking about it today. It starts, starts off with that fantastic lead line on, on the acoustic guitar, yeah. which is essentially playing the melody line, mm-hmm. which the swan's going to come in. The swan sounds amazing when he comes in. Yeah. And he gets some great little cracks in his voice here. On, on, the first one, on the first verse, the word deprive, his voice just goes yeah. at the end. It's it's incredible, and I just feel like we should say straight away, this is a virtuoso performance from Chad Smith. I was, I've written here, Chad's song. Yeah, it's... It's amazing. It's unbelievable. The whole ending after the bridge is essentially a series of amazing drum rolls. It is. And I'll flag up especially the one at 446, yeah. which is... Yeah, it's... Um, because it is ultimately a fairly repetitive song. Yeah. There's no denying that. But it's the it's the the build up and the the level of his drumming essentially. Yeah. And there is a lovely sort of change in the bass pattern as well. 
Flea comes in and does some really nice work. Well, he does some lead bass on that, on kind of on that last chorus. Yeah, as the, as the bridge finishes, what Flea's playing is essentially lead bass. Yeah, it's uh, and it's great. It builds up. We won't go through. We don't need to go through how the song builds. Just but just listen to it with you know. Listen stick to it, it. Stick on your earphones. Listen to it with the song structure and how it builds up in your mind. Yeah. Try to find it on the on your CD or your digital streaming. Get yourself a can of Hemisphere Session IPA. Yeah. And you can't go wrong. Session Hemisphere IPA for a smoother finish. Exactly. There you go. Oh, you haven't done your advertising voice for quite a long time. I haven't got it anymore. Why not? Where's it gone? Uh, It was when I had the cough. Uh, Oh, the whooping cough? Yeah. The 100-day cough. So I don't know if I can do it anymore. Do you know, I miss the 100-day cough. Oh, I don't think this podcast has been the same since you stopped that cough. It was hell. Yeah, but it was very amusing. I passed out one night. I know. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> but great comedy value. Yeah, well, not ju- it wasn't during a recording, thank God. Oh, dear. It's the bird. He's, uh... <laughs> no, that, might not have come, that might not have picked up on it. Right. Um, I've put my phone on silent. Just want to I thought point, I had. point that I've out. I've got a new phone. I'm not au okay with it. A great line here, because he gave her a life of real love. Mm. Uh, that to is carry. just... It's, tu- it's so to touching. Ca- to carry? To Kerry. To Kerry. Kateri? To Kerry. To Someone. <laughs> anyway, must do not make light of this. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it. <laughs> no, I'm not making light of it. It's wonderful. You sound like you're making light of I'm it. I'm not. Now, of course, this is a, this is a, a tribute Kateri. to... Kateri. Kateri. Yes. This is a tribute to Brendan Mullen, who was a, a big supporter of the Chilis in their early days. He was indeed. Um, in LA, giving them some, some slots at the club he was running. Um, and I'll tell you what the Chilis do really well. Mm. write songs about people who have passed on but that meant a lot to them just I off do. the top of my head you've got this Brendan's Death song My Lovely Man Venice Queen yeah they're three of my favourite Chili songs um, yes indeed I was going to name another one but I forgot what it's called is there another one yes Feasting on the Flowers that's what I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> which I actually think is a great song but we'll come to that later then we'll come back to Feasting on the Flowers we will I've lost my place on my paper. Yeah, you talked about the lead bass. Yeah, really good. The Swans, yeah, is brilliant, brilliant. And again, we, I mean, we keep touching on on the live performance in um, Germany. He pulls them off in Germany because when we were well, watching we, it, I said, "I bet he doesn't pull his." He's not going to be able to do that. And then he did it perfectly. Yeah. In 2011, Anthony Kiedis was still perfect. Live. Still had a really, really nice body as well. Oh, he did. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's a little bit more meaty than he had been previously. But not, yeah, but still, you know, still prime, I would say. He was like a bull, wasn't he? A really powerful bull. Oh, I mean, he's, he, I don't know how he keeps himself in such good shape, because in, you look at him and think, as a middle-aged man, he should be faster than he is. Hmm. But he's not, or is he? I don't think he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, do we like Brendan's death song? We like it. I like it this time around more than ever. So however you slice it, we've now listened to four songs. Yeah. And we are four for four. They've all been brilliant. Okay, so this is, this is shaping up to be the best Red Hot Chili Peppers album ever. Frusciante Shimonte. Hmm. Whatever that means. Illusory bar, she's a friend of mine. A lady she'll go 
Okay, so we're back on track, all the wise. We're, we're right back on track. Annie wants a baby. What do you make of it? I know. I think I know. I, I think <laughs> I know the general vibe you're going to give out about this song. Would you like to guess? You're not keen on it. I think it's a bit throwaway. Yeah. Well, a, it's a bit throwaway, and two, the baseline is <laughs> what almost. Do what do you mean? You can't. You can't say a for your first point, and then two for your second point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Right. One. Yeah. I feel it's very throwaway. And B. And B, <laughs> the bass line sounds too similar to This Is The Place. I don't have a problem with that, but I but don't... There must, I, I cannot believe that no one said when Flea bought that bass line, yeah. or they were jamming it, yeah, that's cool. But it sounds too much like This Is The Place. But it sounds place. exactly like This Is well, The Place. Well, I don't have a problem with this kind of thing as much as you do. Self-plagiarism. Yeah, because I like this song... Hmm. And I also like this is the place. Okay. So to me, it doesn't matter whether they're, whether they're similar. They are. There's no doubt about it. But they're not. They're not identical by any means. They're very, very similar. Well, that's a different. Play thing. them back to back, or side to side, whichever you want to do, yeah. whichever works best <laughs> yeah. for you, comparison-wise. Yeah. Um. However, there's there's good thing. It, there's definitely it, yeah, it good things. It, it, again, it builds really well. It's again, Josh is absolutely great in this song. Yeah, no, there's I some think lovely. Got my favourite gu- favourite guitar bit and guitar okay. and backing from Josh. Yeah, at the kind of forty. Well, it first starts on forty nine seconds. It's some lovely arpeggiated guitar. Yeah, and he's doing backing vocals over the top of that. Yeah, um, it's really good. And the choruses when they get going are great. And Josh's big big woo, big high woos on um, on chorus 2. It's oh, they're fantastic. Right. Yeah, and I love the the drumming build up to the choruses as well. Yeah. That really deep um tom tom work, you yeah. know, the floor tom. Yeah. It it's great. I'm starting to feel as if Josh is a to use the word delicate, I think. It's sprung to mind a couple of times while I've been listening to this. Delicate His backing flower. vocals are just well, he's always he's always been slightly higher than his, his kind of natural register is quite high. Yeah, isn't it, it is. It is higher, but he's always just. I always just want him to be slightly higher in the mix. Oh yeah, he's, but as we know, but whether that would then alter it beyond the recognisable quality that we know, I don't know. I don't know. It might do. Presumably, they mixed it at the optimum level. Well, the thing is, that's entirely subjective. I suppose so. What's optimum to you and me um, might not, or to them, might not be optimum to us. Yeah, uh, but I do, I do think as well. You can appreciate his work a lot better if you're listening on on headphones. So you can. I'd actually written here, um, verse two, Josh High backing, Mm. and when I listened to on headphones, it was really clear. Yeah, just to listen to speakers, I actually was. Kind of leaning into yeah, it. Yeah, you do. You've just got to try and find it. Yeah, I, no, I think that is right, because I've listened to it over Christmas a few times, these seven songs that we're going to talk about today. What order did you listen to? Uh, I listened, I started with uh, Monarchy of Roses. Nice. Uh, then I went into Annie Wants a Baby. Did I just you? went complete shuffle. <laughs> yeah. um, I like at 2.30, 2 minutes 30, there's a nice bit of harmony guitar, which puts me in mind of um, that bit of harmony guitar and strip my mind. Okay. Uh, so just again, listen to that back to back or side to side. 
Yeah, and you're... But, obviously, we can't accuse Josh of, Josh of uh, plagiarism. <sighs> Wouldn't dare. <laughs> no, of course. Wouldn't dare. No. Have you got anything else to say about Annie Wants a Baby? I, again... Who's Lucy Reba? No one knows. She is on LinkedIn. Is she? I know that much, but I don't... How on earth do you know that? Well, I just searched, just looked for her and she came up. Is that... The... No, I didn't look for her on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Funny first place to look for her. Uh, no, just that it was top of the list. Sorry, but, you were saying? Yeah. No, I, I, I listened to this the other day. I've listened to it three or four times over Christmas. I should add that I've been drunk every time I've listened to it. Mm-hmm. But I found all of these songs to be extremely pleasurable. Laid in bed whilst pissed. Yeah, well, <laughs> so. fair enough. What a fantastic life you've been leading over Christmas while I've been at work. <laughs> I've been are at you work working too. tomorrow? I am not. You cock. We should, we, well, we should just say that today is Sunday the 20th. Sunday the what? Sunday the, Sunday the 29th, I think. The 20th, 30th. It might be the 30th. It's not, it's the 29th. It's the 20th, 30th. So it's the 29th of December. It's, Ooh, it's very weird. early. It's light, still light. We started at three o'clock. And I've got work tomorrow, so I'm going to have to go straight home to bed. Yeah, and I haven't, so I can continue to. Ugh, you brilliant. I hate you. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. Okay, look around. Yes. Thoughts on look around? Well, I would start by asking you a question. Please do. Do you consider that song to be more or less throwaway than Annie Wants a Baby? Okay. I would normally say equally throwaway. You're not allowed to say that, so... Okay. Slightly less throwaway, but only just. Okay, go on. I, look, I, I, I think it's a really generic chorus. Yeah, the Kenora, the, the, the chorus. <laughs> the Kenora. If is you're a, on is a, a desert problem. island discs. Yeah. The Kenora is, is a problem for me too. So. Yeah. Um, however, there's loads of stuff. I, actually, it's a lot less throwaway than Anyone's Baby. There's a lot of stuff on this song that I do really, really like. The breakdown is, is, a, is a problem for well, me. Well, they start playing By the Way for some reason. Yeah. I don't, I don't like. But what I actually do like is the section before the breakdown with that lovely backing singing yeah. and that I, sort of atmospheric feel. And then they go into that, then they go into that sort of chanting. And I, I don't like that. I don't like the chorus. The section before the, uh, the chanting I call the Ethiopia breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds very similar to those long kind of strummed chords yeah. before the Ethiopia tried and tested triplets. Um, yeah, then that kind of, ooh, ah, all that stuff. Yeah. Very by the way. I, d- I don't like that. I shouldn't say that I don't like the chorus because th- it's actually quite an uplifting chorus. Yeah, it's just, I don't like choruses where you just say one thing all the time. No, I don't either. But, um, but it, it still makes me feel quite, quite good. Yeah, I mean, I was, I, we were singing along. Yeah, and I do like the, the verses. And I, and I do like that lovely, but where, where Josh takes, um, I do love the, his lovely backing singing before the breakdown. Mm-hmm. And I also very much like it when he takes a bit of lead vocal at the end. Yeah, that ending is great as well. It's kind of, whilst it doesn't, we spoke earlier about songs that have a completely different ending. While it isn't completely different because it maintains the same, it's the same music. Yeah, yeah. It's a different melody over the top with different yeah. words. That yeah. works. It works really well. It does, really yeah, nice really. Like, and, you're, and, and you're right. Josh kind of takes a bit of the lead there. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's good. 
That's good. The intro guitar, or the chorus guitar, which is played on the chorus and intros, um, I like. It's quite. I find it quite reminiscent of like Mother's Milk era John. Mm. It's quite an early Frusciante-ish sound yeah. to it. Well, I'm getting the feeling, actually, that... Yeah, hang on, I really like <laughs> No, well, there, there's some key elements which we, we're not that keen on. But overall... There's, there's great bits. There's large swathes of this song which we did enjoy. There's got a couple of my favourite lines. I like the line, this is for the folks in Payetteville. Yeah, they will something, something... Something, 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 you say, say it will. will. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Classics one. Um, I love the line. In fact, one of my favourite... Oh, you do love is, this line. Is, please don't look my... Please don't look right through me. It hurts my heart and do that to me. Yeah. That's You've always loved that. Always loved that line. Um, what I'm qu- not quite so keen on is after the first chorus, Josh plays the guitar so that it sounds like a big mouse. <laughs> 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 or a big mouse if you were stamping on it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Very squeaky. I, I call it the squeaky noise solo. Yeah. Uh, it, I, it kind of, For me, it kind of got lost in the middle of, of the song because I was... I, 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 I'm always put off when I listen to this song by the chorus. You're so annoyed by the chorus that you, you missed out the entire little solo. <laughs> I couldn't listen to it. Flea does some um, nice kind of staccato bass, walking kind of bass. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 ding. That's quite nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got great elements. It has. Um, I just, sometimes, I guess it happens with all bands, you, you come up with a, with a song which you really, really like... A lot of, hmm. but the chorus just isn't quite as strong. Well, on this song, it's not the case of the chorus not being quite as strong. It's a shit chorus. But it flows nicely, and it does lift the spirits. It does lift the spirits. So what more do you want from a chorus? Better words. Yeah, just <laughs> better, say better lyrics. Yeah. So ly- lyrically, we're saying the swans let us down here. Yeah, this was a big one as well for, um, for the Chilies. It was played, it was used on a lot of sporting events... It was used on other sporting events. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also... In, it was used on some sporting events. <laughs> yeah, it was. Now, what's your thoughts on the, on the hand claps? <laughs> well, I don't mind the hand claps here, but what I am slightly concerned about is the number of songs that the Chilis have released in the last few years that include hand claps. Really? Don't ask me to name them now. No, I won't. But I know, obviously, can't stop. I could tell by the by the look of terror in yeah. your eyes. <laughs> what what <laughs> am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> that you thought I was going to ask you to name them? No, you can't. Obviously, can't stop this one. Um, Subway. Um, Hang on, this can't stop. Got hand claps in it. Yeah, unless I'm thinking of a different song. I think you might be. Um, Venus, uh, not not Subway. Subway to Venus. Venus. No, the other one that mentions Venus. On by the way, can't remember what it's called. Oh my god! <laughs> you know the one I mean. Well, hang on, we're going to sell the Jupiter. Sort of, the scar, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the scary number. Yeah. Yeah. Lemon trees on... Lemon trees on Mercury. Mercury. <laughs> on Mercury. <laughs> it's a different planet. No, yes. Look, we are fans. No, we are. Of we do know it. the order of the songs on this album. Well, we know the songs. Sometimes we just can't pluck the titles out of thin air. Yeah. We're, not, we're not superhuman. No, we can, sometimes we can't talk about the songs in order, and sometimes we don't know what they're called. No, well, most of the time we're half cats, so. Right. We've <laughs> <laughs> got work tomorrow. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on. We've got to wrap this up. I've got to get to bed. Yeah, you got good song, some flaws. Agreed. Okay. No, actually, I'd say average song, some flaws. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go along with it.
like someone drove me that wanted to well, Do you want to guess what I think about Raindance, Maggie? You love it. Well, looking at your notes, not a lot. No, I hardly read anything. <laughs> it's weak. Yeah, it's so weak. It's so, it is the definition of throwaway. To be fair, I think if you listen to it in isolation, it's passable. But if you're not really listening, if you're not really listening. But when you've li- just listened to five or six other songs... If you've just listened to four great songs, two passable songs, and then that... Yeah, then it, this is definitely the weakest song that we've, that we've listened to. Today. The weakest song so far. All of the other songs have... It's like, so, all the other songs do have uplifting parts yeah. and hit their stride at some point. I, I just don't think that song does. It doesn't do anything. It starts in one place... And finishes in one place. And doesn't yeah. really go anywhere in between. No, you're right. And it's just another example. And it's a preem. And by preem, I was going <laughs> <laughs> to say supreme. <laughs> I was going to say supreme, then I was going to say prime. Oh, yeah. So I said preem. <laughs> it's a prime example of another Josh Noise solo as well. Yeah. It, which is, lets this song down. And is one of my major issues with this album is there's just too many noise solos. I don't. I, I've got. I've got no real issue with Josh's solo work in this on this album anymore. I wish there was a few more or a couple more big solos, but that just wasn't him at this time. No, but it's and just I, noise. It's just. It's just. Yeah, but obviously, you know, John is is a huge influence on you as a guitarist, and and we all love his solo work, but. I, I'm not going to try and force John's style onto Josh now. It's far too late. Well, he's left the band. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean. However, I just don't think... He developed as a guitarist while he was in the band. He became a better guitarist. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Well, not better. How, yeah, well, yes, better. Okay, better. However, there's just too much noise. Yeah, I mean, there's just very little good to say about this song. It, I cannot believe they released this as the... The first single. The first single. I know. It, it, unless they were just trying to make people not not want to buy the album, because obviously well, is that why it sold the least amount of copies since then? Well, I, I, <laughs> it could be, but I think obviously Red Hot Chili Peppers fans are going to go out and buy out uh, buy the album, whatever you know, before they've listened to it. But if you're trying to attract people to the you know to the album, this is not the song to do it. I remember hearing this song on the radio in the UK. Yeah, it's ploddy, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's ploddy. Yeah. And I was I remember it as well, and I wasn't impressed with it when I first heard it. No. No. And we've just listened to... I almost fell asleep. But it's very... Uh... Chad had to get his cowbell out. That's how uh, long it went I don't from. like cowbell either. I don't think that's actually Chad playing the cowbell. I think it's an additional musician. Someone heard the song from afar and thought, oh, I'll, I've got a cowbell, I can go and join in on this. I'll be an additional musician. Yeah. I don't like cowbell. It's just another thing to put on the list of things I don't like about this song. Well... It's certainly not. I, you know, we don't want to end on a on, on a sour note, but, but we will. Uh, we're going to have um, Simon. When Simon wrote in from Australia, yes, he said as, he said as an episode idea. It's got very dark in it. Yes, <laughs> he wrote in as an episode idea best and worst singles. Yes, which I think is a really good idea. And he's he did put down as an example of worst singles, Rain Dance Maggie. Mm. He also put down the Zephyr song. So, which he, I I couldn't agree. Less, less with. No. I love this episode. I know. So, um, so you, you, but he's, he's on 50, point. He's 50% on point. Fifty strike rate there for for Simon. It's not bad. And he, I mean, he's met for Shante, so we'll we'll let it slide. Well, he's met for Shante. So now the question like, is: Did you, Simon? Did you tell John about your dislike for the Zephyr, the Zephyr song? Probably not. He didn't even touch his shoulder. 
No, that's true. That's the first thing I'd do if I met Fashante. What, touch him? Just his shoulder. I'd talk about the Zephyr song. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> well, I I, I'd, I'd tell him I was at ATP and uh, how yeah, I you would, yeah. <laughs> He'd recognise me immediately, obviously. Well, you tell him you've got, you had one of his spectrums. Yeah, I did, yeah. Put a hole in it. That, well, the whole parish, didn't it? I'll say I was the guy who requested Wednesday song and he told me you couldn't play it. Yeah, I'm sure that would go down a still. Well, he might whip out his guitar and play it for me there and then. He may. It, anyway. To be fair to him, it is hard to sing. I've... As we know, we've spoken previously about the uh, acoustic version of Shallows Globe with People. Ah, we have, yeah. And Wednesday's song is very difficult to sing. Now, we... Just accompanied with an acoustic guitar. ...have so little to say about the adventures of Raindance Maggie that we're now talking about how hard to sing Wednesday's song is acoustically. D- is it? Is it? Is it what? Hard to sing? I don't know. I've never tried to sing it. It is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Shall we wrap this up? Well, we'll wrap it up, I think, shall we? I think so. <laughs> now, let's close off with the handles, then. If you want to contact us, I am. Uh, my website is bentownsendmusic.net, so you can go along there. That's where the, the episodes are hosted. Although you can find them on iTunes, but as we said before, if you're listening to this, you probably know where to find them. If you want to email us, you can email at bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com. Yes. That'll get you straight through. You probably become an ambassador if you do that, in <laughs> oh, <all> fairness. <laughs> um, right, on Twitter? No, on Reddit. I am unispeak hyphen RHCP podcast. Sam is universally RHCP odd Sam. Universally RHC pod Sam. Universally RHCP odd Sam. And on Twitter, I am at universally RHCP Sam on Twitter. I am at Stack Townsend. Please stop getting in touch with me. <laughs> it's too much, isn't it? Yeah, I've been inundated. No, please do. Please. Yeah. Someone. Please. please. Yes. <laughs> Anyone. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, Specky. No, Specky. Sent on Christmas, Christmas Day. Christmas Day. No, I will give Specky the, the respect he deserves. He tweeted me on Christmas Day. With, with episode ideas. Episode ideas and wishes of merriment and goodwill. So as, we've, um, as we have said before... There is a finite amount of material to talk about when it comes to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah, but we're not running out. No, well, that's why we appreciate the episode ideas from listeners. Of course it is. So anyway, um, here we are in the, in the post-Christmas, pre-New Year's Eve section of the year. Yes. But you guys will hear this uh, on Friday the 3rd of January, I think is when we're going to release it. So into the New Year. So Happy New Year. God, God rest you, Mary. No, no more of that. <laughs> anyway... Um, thank you to Sam. Thank you to Ben. <laughs> and thank you for listening to University Speaking the Red Hot Chili Podcast. We... <laughs> we'll see you later. 1919 has been... 1919. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. No, no. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>